This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey guys, happy Monday to you or whenever you're listening to this. Hope you're having a great day. Just wanted to come on here and let you know this episode was recorded back in the end of 2020. It's an amazing episode though that I felt like it still really serves right now while we're all still really organizing and figuring out our own chaos and how to create harmony in our home, especially so many of us working from home. I know I've been working on all the things to make things flow. So I think today's episode is just so timeless and works for everybody, uh, or at least I hope. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you so much again for all the reviews. I've been getting so many great ones. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the support and all the love for this show. I love doing this show for you guys. I truly cannot say how much I love, love this show and love getting to connect with all of you in this community. And I hope you continue to let others know to subscribe and, you know, leave a review if you haven't already of why you love the show so someone else can fall in love with the show. And if you guys have any questions, of course, comments, or, you know, maybe have a guest suggestion, then reach out and say hello at allie.allieleanedesign.com or you can reach out to the production email, which is in the um, show notes, which to be honest right now, I have mom brain and can't remember. So I'm just telling you guys my (laughs) direct email. You can send it to also. And I hope you guys are doing well. Just wanted to say thank you so much for all the love and hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hi loves, welcome back. I'm your host, Everything with Allie Levine, and I'm Allie, and I'm so excited for today's guest. She was on my show quite some time ago when it was stripped down and everything, and now as you guys know, it has been rebranded, or if this is the first time listening, this is the same show, but I have rebranded to Everything with Allie Levine because it literally has become everything, and I'm so excited for Elsa. She is a friend of mine, a fellow mama, an incredible woman, and she's the founder of Compose Living. Elsa Elbert is a Los Angeles-based professional organizing company based on transforming homes from the chaos of clutter to the simplicity of a beautifully organized space. She believes that putting sustainable, easy to maintain solutions in place not only saves you time and money, but also allows you to focus your energy on the things and people you love. With over 20 years of experience, along with a master's degree in organizational leadership, Elsa has supported countless families on their journey to discovering the many benefits of living a clutter-free and organized life. Composed Living has been featured on HGTV, BuzzFeed, Mind Body Green, like literally just to name a few. There's been so many places. And before I enter her in, I just want to give you guys a little backstory. So Elsa and I have become friends. She is part of my mama community. And before Crazy 2020, she was here in my home helping me organize. We did my bathroom for those that have followed along with that journey. We did my office. We were doing the garage and moving on to all the things with that with my work. And so I'm 
so excited to have her back here today because we're going to talk all things virtual for those that aren't ready to have someone come back in your home or how we can do things safely and organized. So Elsa, welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. Thank you. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. Yes, me too. I'm so happy to have you back. I miss you IRL, but I'm so happy to have you here virtually and talk all things organizing. And can I just say, I love, you know, in your bio, how you talk about, you know, your company truly and you as a professional are focused on the transforming of homes from chaos of clutter to the simplicity of beautifully organized space. Because like, what a metaphor in a way for 2020. Like, I feel like we all have been such chaos in our own lives. I mean, as, as myself, especially speaking in my own opinion, like just so much going on, so much chaos, so much autopilot to like literally being, you know, put on pause, especially in the beginning of all this to being, you know, this place of you need to be present. You need to pay, you know, attention to these simpler things in life and you know really enjoy and indulge yourself into that beauty and i feel like it kind of goes hand in hand of what you're saying of kind of what you do and your mission is with composed living oh my gosh yeah i can't even tell this year i mean has been such a wild ride for everyone um but it's so true like when because obviously like my business came to a complete stop for the first like three or four months um, because we work so closely with people and in their homes, there was no way that I was going to like, you know, put myself or other people in danger and like go into their houses during that time. But it was so like really quite lovely to have a few months of just like what is truly important in life? Where have I been focusing my energy where maybe I don't need to, or it wasn't as important as it felt in the moment. And I know we've probably talked about this a lot before, but like organizing for me is not just about the physical clutter that's in our homes, but it's also like the simplicity of your lifestyle, of your thoughts, of like sort of everything that you're bringing into your world. And so I think this year, especially, I've just focused so much on like streamlining everything. Yes, I love that. And I think that's such a good message like to even just start out with when, you know, talking about, you know, what we're going to discuss today in this show, because I think that, you know, first off, obviously most of us like want to try to organize. I feel like most people feel like even if they can't do it, like myself included all the time, it's something you try to do. But I really love the way you do things. And I've told you this, like when you've been here, you know, IRL in person, like there's just such a way about you and your team in that when you come into the home, not only do you have like this, like really like Zen and like calming feel about you, but like you really like think about like the people and how they're going to be affected by like what they're living in. What is it that you can bring in that can truly bring peace and harmony and settle things in their home? And there's like so much energy to it. And I don't think like I was even truly aware of how much energy just like truly is in the clutter of like chaos in your home and how much it can drain you and what it can feel like and all that until like I really had to sit with it between like you coming over and us like really going through, you know, my bathroom and pulling out piece by piece and like putting it all in front of me. Like here's thousands and thousands of products 
for you to literally like look at and sit with and feel this like chaotic and like overwhelming energy of like all this stuff to then like showing me how I can make it a very like zen and peaceful space. But then also now fast forward through all this, you know, being that I haven't had you here and keeping those systems in place, I have like looked around and been like, wow, I still feel that calming energy in the places we put those systems in. I still feel, you know, like, okay, it's not so crazy feeling. Yes, things got a place of course here, there, but overall there is the system and there is this like kind of energetic flow that just kind of feels natural. And I feel like you really do such a great job of that with composed living. Oh, thank you. And it makes me so happy to hear that the systems that we put in place for you are still like working and functional. That's always like the true test of a good <laughs> system. It's like, you know, there's the systems you can put in place, I think, that are like all about looking beautiful. And then there's like true organizational systems that look beautiful, but also are going to be really easy for you to maintain for the years to come. Because, you know, otherwise, what would you do? Like, in 2020, look at like everything that's happened. You had another baby. Now you're a mama of two. Like there's the whole global pandemic, like so many things are happening. And so if we had put in place like systems in place that were going to be really complicated, that's going to be the first thing to go. Right. Because right. no new mom has time to like be trying to figure out a brand new organizational system or like something that's not quite right. It's so true. And like one of the things that I really love that you put in place um, in my bathroom is like, you know, when you were going through everything with me, we were really conscious of like, okay, this is going to be donated. This is going to be sold. You know, this is going to be gifted. It's going to be this. And we're going to go through all these things. These could be presents. I gave things to my employees. You gave things to your employees, you know, all these different things. And then it was like, okay, what are the things you really need, but you have a lot of that we could create like a backstock situation. And it sounds so simple but like I just never thought of having that and we have that now in our um closet in the hallway in our bathroom area and whenever my husband says to me like oh I think we're out of soap or oh I think we're out of toothpaste I like go in there and I'm like here's the toothpaste it's right here in the back stock with <laughs> two tubes left you know and he looks at me and he's like oh okay you know so it's like but but it's like it saves you money it saves you time it saves you hassle and it's so simple, but yet like such a system that like makes a huge difference, at least in my home. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty universal. Like we have the same system in our space where I think, you know, people try to organize on their own. And so their logic is like, well, if this is like all of my sunscreens, like I should keep them all right here, like in my top bathroom drawer or whatever. But really like that's such prime real estate that should be used for like your everyday routine, whereas like all the extras of stuff, like the, you know, the new tubes of toothpaste or your like replacement heads for your toothbrush, whatever, all of that stuff doesn't need to be living like in the pretty small space. Like even if people have a huge bathroom, let's be honest, like the drawer space that they give you is usually pretty minimal. Uh, and so taking those things out and creating sort of like a little miniature store for yourself where it's like extra toilet paper, all the extras of products, but making sure that they're all categorized, it makes it so easy. So if you run out of something in your daily routine, you check your back stock and it's like, oh, there's my, you know, next face lotion or 
you know, cotton balls, like whatever the thing is. And then also you can just really quickly glance at your whole back stock area. And if there's a category that's empty, you know, you need to replace it before you actually run out of the thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. So well said, you know, so true. And also like, I wanted to say when you were saying about like that, you know, prime real estate and like having things there, I think that's like really normal for most people that like haven't worked with an organizer where you just think like, well, I use all these oils for my face. So like, let me put them all right here. And what you taught me when you were here was so many of the different things, like my oils and my serums and like my face washes and like all the things that I use like on the daily, like you taught me like, yes, okay, this is like your prime stuff. And like, you know, you want it right there so you can go to it, but you don't need it all right there because then are you really seeing everything you actually have? Or are you just seeing like an abyss of all the serums and not even sure like what to go to and like I'm sure mm-hmm. you don't have to use 10 of these serums in one day you know and so it was like oh it was so eye-opening for me that like even just something as simple as that has simplified my beauty routine in the morning and at night because let's be real being a you know exhausted <laughs> littles I don't get like that much time so it dumbs it down for me and it makes it so much more simple for me to say these are my three products these are the three hero products this is what I use and that's it and I don't have to go look and then if I'm out of it or I want to use something different I want to switch it up my skin maybe got more dry weather changed whatever I know I can swap it out and I can go to the back stock and know well this is where all of that goodness is yeah I love that. I'm so glad to hear that like more than a year later, you're like still keeping it. Yes, I'm totally in the composed living mode. Like it is, it is so helpful for me. It has made it so much easier. Like my office, not going to lie. There's some things that are so very much like need to be worked on and like are still kind of in limbo from what we worked on, but like overall still the system is there overall, but like my bathroom, especially like, oh my gosh, we talk about my bathroom drug. You guys, I thought this was genius. So when we were going through everything in my bathroom and, you know, we were putting all the different things together of like, you know, here's your skin stuff and here's for your eyes and we're going to use this and this your CBD and all the things that like, once we basically took everything apart and decided like where they were going to be in their homes. My favorite thing that I still use Elsa is my makeup drawer. Tell them for those that haven't followed maybe from the first story, and I will link the first show in our show notes, but tell them what we did because it still works and it was genius. And I know it was so simple, but like it has made a massive difference in that little drawer of mine. Oh my gosh. That's so funny because it truly is like the simplest solution ever. Uh, but you're, I mean, you know, obviously your viewers can't see right now, but those drawers are like maybe an inch deep. Like it's so shallow. Yes. They're so tiny. And there's really like no good organizational or like, I don't want to say no, I'm sure that there are some, but like we did not have any organizational product on hand that was that shallow that would have worked to like really give you good categories. So we ended up just using the lids of like the makeup boxes or like face, like skincare products that were like really sturdy, but also just shallow enough to be able to fit into that space so that we could give you separation, right? Like if you have a two foot wide drawer and you throw all of your makeup into it, you know what happens every time you open that drawer, it's all just going to be a huge jumble. And then things will be stuck at the back. Like you just, you can't see everything. 
So we just found a bunch of those lids to create like a cute little grid. And so like one box top became, you know, lip glosses or foundations, concealers, bronzers. Um, and they're all kind of movable. So you can take out one whole little tray and then like shift them around and you get to see everything that's in that space. Um, and it did, it came out really beautiful. It did. I, I mean, seriously, like you said, it just sounds so simple and like so easy, but it has made a huge difference in my bathroom, like huge. Like, I just feel like it's so much easier to go like in there and know everything is like, I can put things back in those little spaces. And guys, when this, um, you know, when this comes out, I'll make sure I obviously show um, the drawers so you guys can see and everything we did and give you a little, um, you know, peek into the world that we, you know, worked on and everything. But um, I mean, just simple little things like that, I think make it such a huge difference, which is why I wanted to have you, you know, back on today. I wanted you to kind of share, you know, for those that are, you know, looking at like, hey, we're kind of at the end of 2020. We're getting ready to go into 2021. We all have no idea what 2021 holds. And we're all kind of just like trying to decide, you know, what to do, you know, how to essentially get organized to go into the new year, if that's even such a thing. And, you know, what that all looks like. And so for you, you know, where you maybe can't go out to everyone, I know you are doing a lot of work um, now, IRL, very safely and everything. But for those that aren't ready for that yet, not every, I know not every family is ready to take that step yet. You know, what would be some virtual tips that you could give when it comes to wanting to do some little implementing in your home and say, okay, we got to get ready for the new year. What would be your tips for let's get ready for the new year. Let's get organized. Let's compose our home. What would you do? Um, that's such a good question. It's like my first thought. I was like, throw everything away. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, don't do that. Uh, so, and like, I myself have really been feeling that energy in this year, like, and I think everybody is because we've been in our homes so much more than we have ever been used to being at home. Uh, and so like our whole house, I feel like I've gone through every space and just like really have edited out things that I don't love. And I'm like constantly moving things around. Um, so we do offer like a virtual package that's pretty affordable. Um, uh, and in that package, we do like a FaceTime kind of a phone call, like take me through the space and figure out what your needs are and what your end goal is. And then we give you like all the kind of step-by-step -step instructions and product recommendations and all of that. So that's one option. But for everyone, like I know there's a lot of people who want to be more hands-on. And the, it's, I mean, I feel like organizing really is like the same set of steps, no matter what space you're in. Uh, and so even if it's like a kitchen drawer or like your entire garage, you always just start by taking everything out and then clean out the space, whatever it is. And then everything that you've taken out needs to go into categories. And then once you have your categories, you go through each category, figure out what you want to keep and then, you know, donate or recycle or gift anything that you don't want to keep. If you find something that you like, it is for sure a keeper, but it's in the wrong space, then just go put that thing where it actually belongs. <laughs> like this is a good time to make that happen. Um, and then once you've kind of edited everything out, then you just look at the space and think about like, what's the best way to put this back together again. Um, and so I think people usually start backwards and they look at their space and they think I need to go buy a whole bunch of stuff to organize this. 
And so we always wait until the very end, like when we've already taken everything out, cleaned it, put it into categories and edited, then you can truly see like, okay, this is what I really have left. And then what's going to be the exact right, like shape and size to contain this and put it back together again. Yeah, so many good tips there. Well, and so going back to what you were saying before about, you know, there's so many things you can do that are pretty, but not everything is actually realistic. And like, I think that's so true. Like you go online or you go to a store like Home Goods or, you know, TJ Maxx or Marshalls, or whatever your jam is, Target, Target, you know, you go on, and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these cute pieces. And I, I'm totally guilty of this. And like, this is so cute. And this is adorable. But then when you get it, you realize like there's only so much room to put one little thing in and then you got to get another piece to put something else in and this isn't going to fit. So like for you, when you're organizing a home or even virtually consulting somebody, how would you tell them to like look for like, of course they still want aesthetically pleasing, most of us do, but how do you be smart about making those purchases that are actually going to make a difference in organizing? So that I feel like that's kind of a two two-part question. So if we're helping them with that, then obviously like we can make the decision for like the exact right product. <laughs> so we know that it'll be aesthetically pleasing and also functional. Uh, but for people who are trying to make that decision on their own, I just always encourage people to be like really conscious of what it is that you're purchasing. Uh, so for me, like my thought process is usually, oh, I love that thing. I want to buy it. And then I'm like, Ugh, I don't need it. And that feeling usually comes from like, I know that it's energy that's going to take up space in my house. I don't necessarily have the exact right place to be putting it. And like, quite honestly, I'm a mom of three kids. Like, I just don't have the time to like now take care of this like $10 vase that I just bought at Target. Um, so for me, it's like all about practicality of like, I just don't want to have the stress of like owning this thing anymore or like at all. Uh, yeah. But when it comes to like organizing products, I think if you do the editing portion first, then it should be pretty easy to find like the right kind of containers that you both like the, the look of it and also that it's like the right size for what you're trying to, to accomplish. And I also like, I love interacting with my followers on Instagram. So like, I always encourage people to just DM me photos of their spaces and I will always offer like product suggestions or even just a simple like, no, that's, you know, too big for this space or that's actually not going to like give you the functionality that you're looking for. Uh, so people can always, you know, just shoot us a little DM with a photo of the space and we're happy to offer our opinions. We're very opinionated at Compose Living. <laughs> we love to give out our opinions all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to get your opinionated but you're like cool about it. Like, it's not like, Hey, we're not judgmental. We have opinions about what works, but we don't judge what you're trying to organize. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Don't judge what we're trying to need to turn on. So well said. That's so true. Well, and also too, like how you were saying, you know, um, kind of a two part question and everything, but when you were saying like, you know, you make the choices, obviously if you're working, like you guys did for me, like, Hey, we should use you know, these type of spinners that you can put this in, then you can, you know, go to spin to get your beauty products or where to use this to separate it because it makes it easier and it's pretty looking, but it also separates things like, you know, I guess my question would be, you know, when you're looking at pieces and you're trying to decide like, how will this work? Or like, will this work? Like, if you don't have, I guess I would say, 
I feel like not everybody is so energy conscious. Like I feel like I become hyper aware of energy in the last few years. I think maybe it has to do with becoming a mom. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I know you and I talked about this, like off podcast, like hanging out IRL, like how we both feel like we've had like spiritual rebirths from having our, you know, our children. And so I feel like I've gotten so much of that energy feeling and I can pick up on what you're saying when like I see a piece and I'm like, oh, I love that, mm, but I really don't have room for it. Or, oh, is that really going to even do anything for me or serve me? Or is it just going to be a piece, whatever? So I guess my question would be for those that are really not like in that space yet, or they're not aware, tapped into like that kind of energy, like how would you set, how I guess could you dumb it down? I want to say dumb it down, but you know what I mean? How could you go down back to the basics of how you would look at something for someone that's just not like in that full blown space yet? Um, funny. I feel like this is another two part question, Allie. (laughs) I'm I'm full of two parters. Uh, so I totally get you on that one. Not everybody. I feel like even if I talk to my husband about like the energy of things in the home, he would just like roll his eyes and be like, whatever. And like, I like it or I don't like it. (laughs) Um, so one is like, if you're trying to be more aware of what kinds of things you're bringing into your space to make sure that they are actually things that you're going to love and like really enjoy owning then I think that's a practice of like get very clear on what your values are like what's most important to you in your life in general and then also like within your home And then it's a little bit of an easier question to ask yourself when you're shopping. It's like, if your main goal for this year is to save enough money to take your family on a vacation, then maybe buying like an impulse purchase is not in line with your values. Um, And so that's kind of, I think I do that subconsciously a lot of the time, I guess, um, because I really don't consume a lot. Like I don't buy a lot of things. And that's ultimately the reason why, like my values are more around creating experiences with my family or if I do buy stuff it is actually for my home like I'm more inclined to buy like art or like something beautiful for the house than I am like a new pair of shoes Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like you know with you when you had your styling business like that probably would have been the opposite for you (laughs) like you'd be more inclined to buy fashion accessories or like something for you know because that was your passion and so I think just like that's one way to become a more conscious consumer The other part of that, like if we're talking about organizing products and figuring out what's going to work for a particular space, I always suggest just like, well, I guess even that I can break out into two parts. Like the first version being like, it's okay to buy a couple of options and then only take the tags off of the thing when you know that it works for you. It's a little bit more time consuming because now you have to like return the things that haven't worked out. But if you really want to get it right in the first time, I would just say like everything that is a category should have its own containment. So, and this again is true of like all spaces. So if you're talking about a kitchen drawer, like a junk drawer becomes a junk drawer because there's no proper sections for everything that's in there. So if I wanted to keep that organized, I would get a bunch of small, like shallow trays that fit perfectly into that drawer or as close to perfect as as possible 
And then like all of the pens live in one of those little trays and like all of the rubber bands are in their own little home, like give every single thing its own containment. And so once you look at a pile of stuff, you should be able to kind of eyeball like this looks like it needs to live in like a two by two inch square container of some sort. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it totally does. And I think you said okay. like, you know, giving everything a home, it sounds so simple, but it's so true. And like, even now with Amelia, you know, my toddler, like when she has obviously a mess here and a mess there and, a mess, and it's just a mess everywhere. Cause she loves to play with everything and take everything out and then starts the next thing. And I've been telling her, I'm like, Amelia, you need to put everything back in its home. Like this goes here and then this goes in your tent and this belongs in here. And, I, and you know, it's a very slow process, obviously being mm -hmm. too but she's learning like, oh, so this belongs here. And oh, well then this should go there. And it's so true. Like something as simple as like it having a little home, it makes it so much easier. Like you just said, like a junk drawer. I think we all that are listening can relate and say, we all have a junk drawer in our house. Like it's just something that happens. Like, and for us, it's in the yeah. kitchen. Like Justin and I are so bad about just loading, especially loading up the main little draw because this is on the counter and that's on the counter. So shove it in here and shove it in there and shove it in there. And mm -hmm. we finally, you know, the other day, like went through one night when we stayed up together and we're like, we're just going to go through all the drawers and all the cabinets and just take everything out. And it, you know, it took a while to get everything out and, and, and you know, on the counter and separated. But then once we did, it was like, oh, we don't need this anymore. And this is garbage. Mm -hmm. And like, what is this from? And what does this belong to? And, you know, and like all this. And it's so nice when you finally take the time to do that. It's really a great feeling. It's such a great feeling. And you just feel like so much more like lighter and like breathe, like you can breathe, like, oh my gosh, putter. Yeah. But like, let's talk about that, right? Like that, that purging feeling, that cleaning feeling, that, that really getting ready to get ready to be organized. Like a lot of people, myself included, I told you this when you first came over and started working with me, I get very overwhelmed by that. I find that task very daunting. I know a lot of other people do. What would you say to people that are listening right now that want to do it, but are like, uh, I just, I just, it's too much. Um, I mean, it is a lot of, it's a lot of work. And so I really empathize with that. I know not everyone is how I am. Like I get really energized by doing the work, <laughs> uh, where I literally come home from clients' houses and I'm like buzzing, <laughs> but it's, I would do whatever it is that you're into that can make it fun for you. So for me, like my husband does not enjoy organizing, but I share a closet with him and I don't enjoy looking at his half of the closet when it's like overly full. And so I've found ways to like make it a fun project for him. So I'll be like, okay, we're going to spend one hour. You're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to sit in this chair. I made you a cocktail and I'm just going to pull out like t-shirts one by one. And all you have to do is do thumbs up or thumbs down. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And like, we'll put on music and he just sits, enjoys his cocktail. And he's just thumbs up, thumbs down. And that's it. Uh, so if you can find like whatever your version of that is, like include your partner, bring a friend over to give you like kind of um, some outsider's advice, maybe if you're going through like clothes or something where you might want somebody else's opinion put on some music and like, don't feel like you need to do your entire house in one day. Like even professional organizers are not going to do your whole house in one day. Uh, so kind like come up with something that's going to be a small manageable 
piece and just like think of it like a muscle like you're not going to run a marathon on the first day so just do like really small easy projects until you build up that muscle and it becomes easier for you um one of the things i would suggest is like you know if you're overwhelmed by your garage for example i think this is usually like a pretty big pain point for people because it's a huge space this is definitely an area where i would enlist like friends or family to help you and just start with like one small area of the space or even if you're just like your only focus for the day is going to be to remove anything that you know you don't want to keep then i think you'll see once those items are out that it becomes immediately less daunting like there's less stuff that's around uh but you could certainly start with like here's just the tool bench like we're only going to look at the tool bench today and nothing else is on the to-do list for this project um, and then if you just keep doing that you know the weeks will pass and your space will slowly become more and more organized and you'll be more used to the process so you'll be faster um, and then hopefully at some point it's no longer daunting and you'll feel the way that I feel about it I love it well and so that's a great transition so you will feel the way about it like you feel about it why do you love organizing and, you know, cleaning and creating spaces like this so much? And like, why is composed living, you know, like, why is it the way it is? Like, you know, speak to what composed living is to you and like, why you're so passionate about it. Um, I just really love the opportunity to help other families live really well in their spaces. Uh, like, I feel like I'm able to really balance so many different aspects of my life because I'm not worried about the organizational piece. And that really, like, that comes through in, like, my scheduling, the kids' scheduling, uh, you know, juggling family responsibilities and the marriage and, like, all my brothers and parents, like just everyone. I feel like there's so many moving parts to most people's lives these days. And when you have really good systems in place for all of those things, then it's at least like one thing that you don't have to worry about anymore. And I think anything that I can do to help people feel more calm, like more peaceful and like they can actually enjoy their lives a little bit more, even if it's just like five minutes at the end of the day, um, that's so special. Like what a beautiful thing to be able to help someone achieve in their life. So, you know, part of it is like, I love the physical act of organizing, but really it's, I love doing that work because I know the emotional result that's coming at the end. And it's that people are going to walk in and it's like that instant sigh of relief of like, oh my gosh, I never even thought it was possible to feel this way in this part of my house. And I think that's just like so rewarding and such a cool feeling. And like, I know every girl on my team feels the same way. And I think, you know, that's why we all do it. Um, yeah. And then also it's just like, I think like when I first had Lucas and I was a young mom and like, I struggled so much with like my emotions and like mental health. And it was just a really difficult transition for me from being like, basically a teenager and then becoming like a very young mom and still being in college and like so much. And I think I learned pretty early on that I could, like there wasn't really that much of a difference for me between like the physical aspect of your life and the emotional. And so if I was feeling overwhelmed on the emotional, I could organize a part of our house and immediately I would start to calm down and just feel like more connected to myself and more connected to my space. And like I had 
a little bit of control over what was happening in my environment. And that was like enough to make me feel, you know, if not all the way better than just like at least a little bit more peace. And I think that's just like such a valuable tool. So for me personally, I think organizing is like my form of self-care. I love that. So honest, but like, so, so true. And like, you know, I truly experienced that when I had you guys in my home and experienced you guys just really making everything feel, you know, like I said, so Zen and just so fluid and just felt good and, you know, continued to keep like that energy you know, in me to feel like, okay, I want to keep, you know, figuring out new systems. I want to try this. I want to try that. And all these different things where honestly beforehand, I was kind of just like, oh, well, you know, it'll get done when it gets done. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that. And it's interesting with the pandemic. I feel like a lot of us have learned to maybe not allow that anymore because like you said, we've been so in our homes, we've been so in our spaces. So it's like, okay, how do I make this space as amazing as possible? Because like now I'm really in this space so much more than I expected to be. Yeah, totally. And I think it reflects like across, you know, at least all of like Los Angeles <laughs> where we went from not working at all for like four months to just like all of a sudden the phones are like ringing off the hook and everyone was like, I'm in desperate need. My house is chaos. <laughs> I was like, yep, I feel you. Like I felt the same way about our house and our house, you know, is basically just stays the same all of the time but it's that energy like if the world around you feels really stressful and sort of like out of balance then an easy thing that we can do is like really take ownership of our homes and make our home life as simple and beautiful and peaceful and also like supportive for you as possible yeah. especially now like everyone's working from home that like a lot of people maybe have never had that experience. And so even that can just be really stressful. Like, how am I going to carve out a quiet private place to do my work? And like, my kids are homeschooling. Like there's so many things that are different. Um, and honestly, like, I think we've been able to go through all of those transitions pretty seamlessly um, in large part, you know, because our house was kind of like already set up for it, but also just, I got like, I basically hired myself. <laughs> it's like, I need to set up two homeschooling stations. Like I turned my office into Chad's new work from home office, like all of the things. Uh, and it's, it's amazing what, you know, just really good systems can do to kind of give everybody that feeling of peace. Yeah. So I think that's such a, a good message to take away from all that. Like if you're going to get anything out of that, it's like, having good systems in place are going to make things that much more fluid are going to make things that much more, you know, happy and full of good energy and content and not feel so overwhelming, especially while we're all still really, especially like you said here in California at home mm -hmm. and navigating being home and like what that looks like. And so for you, Elsa, like what has that looked like and how was it for you to pivot and to, you know, I hate that freaking word now because everybody's using it, but I know, <laughs> but like transition and switch things up and shake things up because you are a very organized woman because obviously it's what you do for a living and it's your passion and everything you do. But I'm sure still it was a shakeup for you. I know like we talked when things first hit and you were like, oh, I'm figuring it all out. But like now that we're past that and we've been in this for quite some time, how has it been? And like, what would you want to share? I mean, I think all things considered, it's been 
pretty good. Um, I mean, we're so thankful, obviously, like our whole family is healthy and every, like no one has lost jobs, like everyone is in a good place. I'm so beyond grateful for that. Uh, but work-wise for me, you know, from March until mid-June, almost July, we didn't work at all. And I have a team and I obviously didn't want to put them in a position of like losing their jobs. So I really just kind of shifted everything and was like, for as long as I still have like money in my bank account, I'm going to keep everybody on board and we'll just do different steps. So everybody shifted to like writing blog posts, like helping me out on social media stuff. We updated our website. Like it was kind of crazy, but it was really like all the things that I had always wanted to do administratively that we never had the time to do because uh, we were working with clients. We just use that three month opportunity as like, we're going to do this stuff now and we're going to do it together as a team. And uh, so I managed to keep the whole team on and then we've actually hired a couple of new people in the last few months, which is also kind of amazing. And since we've been back in people's homes, obviously there's like new safety protocols and all of that stuff. And the team gets tested regularly and we're wearing masks and gloves and all the stuff that's like so normal now. Uh, and then also we've been doing a lot more of like the DIY packages, you know, where maybe people aren't super comfortable being in their homes or be, having us be in their homes with them. And so we just do the virtual consults and kind of give them instructions. And then the one fun thing that popped up out of this, which I think it's probably like a little bit like the power of manifestation too, because I love helping people move. Like it's one of my favorite projects to do with clients. And we got so many clients who were either moving in or moving out and they didn't even really need to be around. Like they were like, I totally trust you, set up the kitchen however you think makes the most sense or whatever. And so it was really kind of a beautiful experience to be like, wow, not only do we have the opportunity to be working, but like it's so safe because we're the only people in here. <laughs> like we don't even have to really interact with clients because you know from our work together, like, otherwise we're really close to you. Like we're sitting right next to you, handing you stuff all day. Like, you know, it's not really um, the most ideal for kind of trying to keep social distance. And so we've been able to do so many projects where we're like, we are totally socially distant and like everyone feels safe. And it's been really cool. Like I'm so lucky that we've been able to not only like keep going, but like expand. Yes. And I, I love that. I love that you shared that like you kind of got to do a bunch of things that like you weren't able to do because you were so busy. Cause I feel the same way in my business, like, you know, with my podcast and my content creation and you know, my blog and all these different things. And then obviously being a mom and my TV segments and everything, it was like, I never had time to check in and do like the little things that kind of feel tedious, but like you want to do and actually mm -hmm. like, you know, do those little things like share this here or create something for this. And this time, because we kind of have been taken off that autopilot, it's allowed us all to kind of analyze and say, okay, what things have I maybe not been able to do or what things have I been wanting to do, but I just haven't had the time to do. So I love that you just shared that you like not only really, you know, pivoted and shifted and made it work, but you did things that like you kind of had in the back burner for so long and turned them into totally new lucrative projects. Yeah. It was really, really nice because that's another part that I think 
people maybe don't think about as like the sort of mental clutter. But for me, like if I have something that's on my to-do list, I never stop thinking about it. Like whether it's conscious or not, it's always there as this nagging, like you still haven't done this. You're still procrastinating on this thing. Like just get it done. And so it was this huge weight lifted off of my shoulders of like all of those little mental cluttery kind of to-do list things. We finally just got to address all of them. And now it's like, hmm, they're all done. I don't have to think about them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Onto something new. Right. And you're right. Mental clutter is so real. There have been so many times where I have felt so overwhelmed for my brain and everything going on and being like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get anything done? How is anything going to happen? And it can really become so daunting and take on a life of its own. So like, thank you for mentioning that because it's true. I think that a lot of times we don't even realize that even the clutter in our own homes can then also actually like create an impact what's already going on inside of our busy brains. And then you like literally just have clutter inside and clutter outside of you. Oh yeah. That's where overwhelm and anxiety and all of that stuff comes from. It's at least a part of it. Yes. So true. So before I actually go, I was like, I, I mean, this, like I could talk to you forever because I think like what you share and how like you really look at, you know, like you said, the people's spaces and people's energies and the way everything flows to you, it's like very all in one and it's not separate items. And I think that's why like you have such a gift and what you do with organizing and like how you really try to help others live well in their spaces, whether it be in person or virtually. What are some things that you would want to leave my audience with that like they can be looking at doing like right now, you know, pending up to like 2021 to like finish this year strong when it comes to organizing their home and, you know, moving on to 2021. And if they do want to work with you and maybe they're not in Los Angeles, what does that look like as far as doing something virtual? Like what can they expect? Uh, so for the virtual packages, you can just book those through our website, um, or DM me on Instagram, like whatever's easiest, but that's, you know, it's a little more hands-on for the client because obviously they have to do the physical work, but we do try to give them like as much detailed instruction as possible. And so we'll do a tour of the space together on zoom or FaceTime. Um, and then I'll get measurements from the client. And then after we kind of come up with like, okay, here's your, like the vibe that they're going for. And also like what they're trying to get out of the space. Like, for example, we just helped a woman who had, she needed to turn her, the second bedroom in their apartment into like her office and also her husband's closet and also like their home gym. So it had like all of these different functions that needed to happen in like a pretty small space. And so just coming up with like what all of those things are that need to be taking place. And then uh, we create like a little mood board to make sure that the aesthetic is right. And then once that's all there, then I just map out all the like, here's a couple of different like price point options of things that you should purchase. Or even like if they don't need to purchase stuff, it's sometimes as simple as like, you know, move the dresser to the other side of the window and like do, you know, we get really granular with it, but um, our goal is to make it as easy as possible for people to come up with like a beautifully organized space. Uh, and then we're also available to like FaceTime mid project and kind of like check in and make sure that everything's going well. So that's that. And then your first question, how can people kind of start preparing 
to start off 2021 on like a really good foot. Was that kind of the gist of your question? Yeah, it was like, how do you wrap up 2020 into a pretty bow? You know, yeah. and like, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> peace out. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Like we all say that we all have no clue what 2021 entails. So I know. Like, you know, I mean, but okay, but being positive, obviously, and keeping, you know, a good, a good energy and everything about it. Yeah. How do you like really like look at 2020 and say, how do I wrap this up and finish up, you know, what I'm doing as far as my space and my home wise, and then move into, like you said, into starting off 2021. Yeah. So I can tell you like my personal process for this time of year. Um, and I look at the years, you know, as like everything is just a season. And so this is kind of the season that we should be coming into things are a little quieter, like the days are shorter. Um, we're trying to like wrap up projects and not necessarily like start brand new ones. Uh, I think that's kind of like the vibe that everybody is feeling right now, at least everyone that I've been chatting with. And so my personal process for this time of year is like, what are the most important things to me to get done between now and the end of the year? And then let's just really prioritize those and like what maybe does not like isn't as high priority and so whether that's like if you're looking around and you think like my home is just so full like it's overwhelming it's like I can't even see straight because there's so much stuff I would really prioritize going through each room like even if you just spend five minutes a day in each space and like slowly start to take out things that you know you don't want uh, that's always a really good place to start and then coming into 2021, I would just be really clear on like, what's your vision for your home and your life? Like, where do you feel like you are in balance? And where do you feel like maybe things could use a little more structure or more balance? Uh, and then, you know, figure out what your next steps are from there. Like, for me, I think coming into 2021, I would like I think we still have like a lot of house projects that I would like to see come to completion. I'm trying to like <laughs> make our house sleep as many people as possible. <laughs> I'm one of moms who's like, I want everyone in our house, but it's only a three bedroom house. So, <laughs> uh, but like we converted the den into a sort of like makeshift fourth bedroom. And so it's like, it's things like that, that I'm kind of focused on in this year. Like I really want our house to feel like it's a safe haven for everyone and for, you know, my extended family because my brothers are both like living in Europe. And so when they come here, like I want them to be able to stay with us and like be comfortable. That's like my, that's really what I'm feeling for 2021. Uh, but for other people, you know, it might be like finding balance between like work and home. And so then maybe it would be like, how do you like, maybe doing some research around like better, like scheduling tips or calendaring things. Um, and again, these are all like on Instagram or on my website or whatever, cause I know it can be really specific for people, but I think really it just comes down to like, what's the most important thing to you? What are you feeling called to do right now? And then what can you kind of like let go of to make space for that thing to happen? Yes. Oh my gosh. Love that. And okay. You just gave me one last question when you were saying that of like how to kind of, you know, either write down or figure out what you need to organize. What are some tips that you do personally that you would say for others that they should do to have an idea of like what they want to either wrap up or how they want to start to, you know, start 2021, whether it's bringing things completely to, 
completion and starting new projects or looking into a whole new way of organizing, like how can they, you know, I guess like write those things down or like what systems do you personally use, just basics that people could, you know, could take away from this? Um, yeah, you know, I'm a huge fan of the handwritten to-do list. <laughs> That's like, that is my favorite organizing tool. Uh, and then, you know, I also have like the digital version of that. I just use the notes app on my iPhone and I have a constant to-do list. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now and I can give you an example of like some of the things that are on there, but I do it on my phone because my phone is always with me. So if I'm like, at a red light and I remember, oh my gosh, I need to order milk for the kid's cereal in the morning. Like I jot it down immediately so I don't forget. But on my to-do list, I have, there's categories because everything should have a category. <laughs> <laughs> and so the top portion is like, what do I need to do for composed living? Um, and you know, so there's like, I have some product I need to take to a client's house tomorrow and like take something out of my storage. And then the next section is health. Like, what do I need to do either as an everyday reminder for my health, which is what all of these things are. They're the same things every day. That's like, did I take my vitamins today? Did I meditate? Did I do my afternoon reflection? And did I exercise? Um, so I just always leave those on my to-do list because they should always be there. And I should be like, not, I don't want to say should, but like, it's important to me that I do those things every day. Uh, and if I don't, then great, no big deal, but it's, you know, a high enough priority to me that I want to be able to see it all the time as a visual reminder. And then I have a category for fun um, and a category for miscellaneous stuff. And that's usually like the errands and nonsense around the house. But I think that's kind of how I structure my life is like if every day I'm accomplishing one thing for work and one thing for health and one thing for fun, that's a pretty good balanced life. Yeah. And it gets a little trickier, obviously, like if you're a parent or a spouse or, um, whatever your situation is, you might need more categories than that. Uh, and I think that's where the miscellaneous category is probably like, that's like the non, like I need to cancel Spotify or like whatever else is on here right now. Uh, <laughs> but you know, just write it all down and like group it. Like if you do that, like come up with the categories that are important to you. This is also actually how I do my new year's planning. Chad and I will go for a really long walk or go to the beach, sit somewhere quiet, and we'll come up with everything that we would like to see happen in that entire year. And even in that, we have categories. So we have like our marriage, we have our relationships with other people, we have finances, we have, you know, the kids, we have like, there's just all these different categories. Um, I think like spirituality is on there and like education, community, like it's, we came up with the categories that were most important to us and they may not be the same for all people, but it's really nice to like sit there and think like, what do I want to have happen in my marriage in this year? Like, do I want it to be more fun and playful? Do I need to like, do we need to have more serious talks? Like what's the thing that needs to happen? And I think when you actually sit and write those things down, you get so clear about what you feel like is missing or what you feel like is out of balance. And then you can see it and it's just a nice visual reminder you can come back to, you know, every day, every week, every month, whatever cadence feels right to you. But it really does help to keep you on track and kind of focused. Yes, I love that. And I was gonna say when you were saying all that, I was like, 
getting chills because it's so true. Like even if it's just simple things, like you said of like, oh, what am I writing down as my reflection? Or what did I do for my workout today? Just like simple things and how you were saying before of like, if I do one thing that's healthy and one thing for work, like that's just such a great harmony. And I think that's a really great message for those listening. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It does not have to be all, you know, it absolutely should not be all work and, and nothing else for you. And I love that you said like, to you, when you look at things, you're like, these are the things that I try to do and practice for myself every day so that I'm able to stay in alignment with everything else that I want, my business included. And I think that's just a really good takeaway. Oh, thank you. And like, I can tell you today, I did take my vitamins and I did meditate, but I did not exercise. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you know what? Too, I feel right? okay with that. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Elsa, for being here. Tell us how we can find you, follow you, reach out to you if we want a virtual consultation or do you live within, you know, the area and want to have you come IRL and work safely. Tell us all the things. Yeah, so you can do all of those things on our website, which is just composedliving.com. Uh, and then I, for social media, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I don't really do a lot on any other platform. Um, and that the handle is just at composed underscore living. And so I think if you're on either of those places, it's pretty easy to find me. Uh, yeah. And then just shoot me an email through the website or, um, or a DM on Instagram and we can chat. I always do free consults. So even if you just have questions, we can always just schedule a time to connect and I'd be happy to answer, um, whatever questions you have. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Elsa. And, and one of these days, soon enough, I will see you IRL. Uh, thank you for everything you shared here with us and helping us keep our homes out of chaos and clutter and into more of a actual harmony and living well and composed. So till next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.